Hello, good sir, and welcome to Nathan's Fruit Stand. What can I do for you today? I was, uh, I was in the market for some fresh produce. Oh, you've come to the right place. I've got a fresh batch just picked today of some granny worm apples. I'm sorry, did you say granny worm apples? Yes, sir, granny worm apples. Take a big snapping bite and it's filled with, oh, grubby mealworms. That is absolutely revolting. They're very high in protein. Still revolting. Uh, do you have anything else? Sure do. We got a fresh crop of yellow pus lettuce. Uh, I could have sworn you just said yellow pus lettuce. That's because I did, sir. They're yellow pus lettuce. They're big lettuce, much bigger than normal lettuce. And when you cut into them, they're full of yellow pus, and it stinks to high heaven. That is... God, that is disgusting. Um, I can't believe I'm asking this. Do you have anything else? Yes, I have spurty blood facial tomatoes. Oh, I, I don't even want to know what that is. Do you have anything that is literally just the thing that you're offering is just a vegetable that I can eat? Uh, yes, sir. We have okra. That's fucking disgusting. I'm leaving. Trash! Good evening, Matt. How are you doing today? Fantastic. Excellent. I'm doing quite well myself. Uh, I'm excited to talk about the curse today. Yes, the curse. The curse, which... Uh, we never find out what the curse is. Yeah, it is, it's going to be interesting because I don't know what the curse is, but uh, uh, maybe we'll figure that out by the end of this podcast. I maybe guess, we will have learned what the curse actually was. I guess in uh, foreign markets, it's, it's listed, this movie's called The Farm. Which is, Sensible. Which, it does take place on a farm. It does, but man, is that title boring. That is very, <laughs> that's really fucking boring. But I mean, The Curse. The Curse, yeah. Why couldn't it be called like The Meteor or... <laughs> I don't know. Sp- Spaceballs. Spaceballs. Why wasn't it called Spaceballs? Yeah, no, just a Spaceball. <laughs> just one singular Spaceball. Um, <laughs> the Comet. Yeah. Anything's it, better than The Curse. I don't know. I like The Curse. Without think, a Curse. I think, it would make sense if there was a witch. There is, yeah... I mean, I guess the curse is just like the crops go bad. Mm. I mean, that, that's a that is a curse. That's a pretty typical witch curse. That, why like, couldn't it be called space curse? Spa- Ooh, Ooh. Uh, space curse. <laughs> <laughs> that that's got a nice ring to it. Mm, it does. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I can't answer that. But like we were we were talking before this, and uh, this was not really advertised as a Lovecraft story I think when it came out I don't remember it being yeah like... I didn't know it until uh I was pulling out my tapes to watch it because I had the original media release then the polygram from 98 and the polygram has a little addendum saying uh, based on the color out of space yeah uh the original does not and nowhere in the actual credits in the movie does it say it either yeah I love that I love that this is a Lovecraft thing because like they added in so much like undercurrent like sexuality stuff that Lovecraft would just be aghast because he was so anti like there I don't know if there was ever a female character in anything he ever did <laughs> and like I know there just... was a bunch of people inheriting places and things he did sure sure were <laughs> some of them even farms yeah <laughs> who knew um, some of them even farms with curses with with curses not unlike this one um yeah let's talk about this yeah. thing let's just get into it uh curse it up curse curse it up um okay so firstly the first thing you notice when you watch this movie is that the music is 
somewhere between the best music you've ever heard and the dumbest thing that has ever happened in music. <laughs> I, are you, are you, are you I talking feel, like the 80s synth drums I plus feel the, like, I feel the like, banjo or the slide guitar? <laughs> yes. It's awesome. I feel like everything in this movie is that to me. It's like it's a combination of the dumbest fucking thing I've ever seen <laughs> and the most amazing thing I've ever seen at the same time. And I can never at any moment decide which I'm pulling towards. It's like bad decisions but some of them are brilliant decisions and i, I love it i love oh, the movie. i do i fully love this movie yep. i've seen it a million times yep. it is it's one that i own you know i i do i do very much dig this movie but again it is cheesy and silly and like like i was telling you before the edits in this movie are oh yeah bonkers but but i i love i love the music and i think it sets that tone where i think if you just had a normal oh yeah twangy slide guitar score for the scenery it'd be very drab oh yeah yeah i just i try to imagine listening to this score on its own mm-hmm. and it just feels bonkers to me but i i mean i'm going to disagree cuz i was thinking like i would like to get this soundtrack. I, I, well no i actually <laughs> would as well yeah um so interesting an interesting choice of like swampy like slide delta blues guitar and then like john carpenter-esque synthwave yeah, shit it's almost it's almost got like an unsolved mysteries vibe to it sometimes <laughs> it does actually kind of have that and but it is really like it is its own thing i have never heard anybody mash these two genres like no. this um, so we got two cop cars with their sirens blaring. They speed into some suburban driveway. And just as they're getting out of their car, a TV smashes through one of the windows. Oh, oh shit, something crazy's going on. And then Superman's dad from Smallville comes out of the house <laughs> and he's got a handgun, but he's not pointing it at anybody. And he's just kind of got it in his hand. He's and just ready for action. We're like, oh shit, what's he going to do with that gun? Nothing. There's no reason he has the gun. He just gets put in handcuffs <laughs> well, and no, taken he, away. He's in Tennessee. That's just how they go to the store. Oh, right. Exactly. He had to have that. Uh, it's like going to pick up milk. <laughs> he must have put it down, and that's when they arrested him. Yeah. Uh, so yes, uh, he keeps. He's got a real Kevin McCarthy uh, end of body snatchers thing going here, where he's like, "It, it's it was the in the water. It's the water." And then it gets really like fun and naked, gunny when he's like, "It's in the water." And then there's somebody washing their jeep. It's in the water. <laughs> there's an old lady drinking out of a hose. It's in the water. And then it just keeps adding more and more ridiculous shit on top. Everything of it. I see just makes me think of her. <laughs> that was exact. That was the the thing I was thinking about. As I didn't it was think about it until you're just saying it now. I just totally like, see it. Yeah. <laughs> it was when the old lady was like watering her bushes, and then she's and like, she starts drinking, it, drinking yeah. it out of the fucking hose like an insane person. <laughs> So oh my god. Uh, so I don't get enough black mold in my diet. I think I'm going to drink out of this fucking garden hose. So this this whole the, the so once this wraps up, we get the the old 6 months later placard. Yep. Now in retrospect, I don't understand why this opening scene exists at all. I don't either. This could be completely scrapped. And I feel it should be like it's just dumb. by the end of the movie you don't even think about it. I, like, I mean, actually, I do know why. Maybe, maybe it's, it's pacing because I feel like if you're watching this movie and you just first, started, on if the you farm. just started on the farm Ooh, and you yeah. get you get 20 minutes in and nothing has happened yet, you'd be like, what? What the fuck? Why am I watching this? And I think they needed to. I think probably the somebody hook. was like, oh, yeah, we need a hook. We yep. need like a little thing to be like, hey, something's going on that's really bad. Set the set the mood. Okay. I think I I can see where it comes from. I kinda. can see now. I didn't think of that. Yeah, that does work. Um. So, 
we we are now in wherever Teleco Plains, Tennessee is, six months earlier, and uh, and we get a bunch of like random helicopter shots of farms. We've got Will Wheaton's little sister Alice feeding the chickens, which is a which is a precursor, precursor to, to some <laughs> the pecking the, of all the animals that. <laughs> Like, the pecking that makes you bedridden for four days. It's a, it's a damn good thing that little girl weighs about 42 pounds. Otherwise, that would be kind of unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, but whatever. No, it's fine. Um, so Nobody uh, can escape animals in this that aren't threatening when they go threatening. Yes. Uh, <laughs> it's so true. Yeah. So her mom... Like, Shit, a horse. I can't possibly <laughs> just jump over this fence at all. She clearly could not. <laughs> Uh, so her mom calls her inside, and while all of this is going on, the shirtless farmhand does some shit that I think probably David Keith thought was, like, some real suggestive wet hole work, where he's, like, slopping in a hole, and it's like, ah, you get it? Uh, <laughs> this is a euphemism for sex. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, Will Wheaton, a.k.a. Zack is shoveling a giant pile of shit. Yeah, literal, well, literal shit. A literal pile of shit while his overweight brother, or abusive older, older overweight brother, watches him. Why, why are you fat shaming the bro? Uh, because that's what he looks like. <laughs> and he... Uh, he's not fat, he's a football player. He is. He's a... Brick house. It's like a jock caricature. He's like ogre. He's oh, like... I love uh, this kid. Yeah, yeah. He's he like, puts on a great show. <laughs> yes. And so... Uh, yeah, daddy-o, killer! Woo! <laughs> he, shoves, he shoves Will into a pile of shit. Because that's just who he is. That's like, just who he is, man. Will wasn't doing anything wrong, just doing his job. And he's like, meh, I think I'll just push my brother into this pile of shit. <laughs> Stepbrother. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because this is a wicked, wicked stepchildren thing. And um, it's the first movie to feature that. Yeah, it's a it's a really it's a really new History concept. Making. Uh, but he he comes out of the pile of shit, dusts himself off, and he's like, "All right, I'm gonna fight you." And it is Will is a fucking stick. <laughs> like he is the idea of him being like a farm worker is kind of weird, but I guess this is a fairly new thing, right? Well, yes and no. How like, long has his dad been dead? We don't know. Um, this is not... There's not very much clarification to what happened here. Like, it's his mom. We, I think we, I think we kind of know that his dad died. Well, I guess... I get that the dad died, but were, were they living on that farm before? Or did they marry into the farm? I think that that is their home. And, I believe and, and that Nathan, is... I Claude Aikens that, moved in yeah, there. Yeah, I think that Claude Aikens and the and his son moved into that farm. That's what I believe because I think she says something to that. I think it's something like they came along when we needed them or something like that. I mean, it could be that could just be a turn of phrase. Yeah, but yeah, super unclear about this. It's yeah, it's pretty unclear. And uh, it's really weird. They, they don't seem like a normal couple either. Like, no. Or maybe that's maybe that's why she is with him. She had no other choice. Like they're gonna lose everything. Right. Unless they that was him. that was absolutely the deal. Okay. So um, I'm good at reading into things. <laughs> so <laughs> so this is a this is a very sad fight between Will Wheaton and the older brother, who just basically holds his hands, and Will just kind of flails around. Style. Really, yeah. really cartoonish. Um, 
And so you see Claude Aikens coming down, uh, whose character name is Nathan. 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 And uh, and he, you're like, oh, okay, well, he's going to put a stop to this. And he's like, who who did this? And he's like, hey, this goddamn bastard did it. It's like, <laughs> boom, <laughs> smacks him across the face. Claude Aikens has the... Uh, the slap down in this movie. <laughs> he does. Like, and he just keeps slapping Will Wheaton left and right. And yeah. uh, damn, is it, if it's not convincing. like It really is. Like, it's almost scary. Like Stage fighting wise. Have you done this wise, before? <laughs> yeah. He's, I mean, he's a seasoned Very actor. Very seasoned actor. And, you know, also a seasoned cowboy actor. So that's kind of a. He was also in a handful of uh, Twilight Zones, too. Yeah. And he was also an ape on uh, Beneath the Planet of the Apes. Oh, I did not know that. Yes, he was. Uh, so. That's just typecasting. Uh, anyway, so Claude drops some sweet Bible verses and then hits him again. <laughs> and so, you know, shit's tough when you're literally the skinniest child on the planet, you know, so. It's like, thou shalt hit their shitty stepson, <laughs> Corinthians 744. Yep. So now, yeah, then they go to breakfast and Claude drops some more sweet Bible verses and we get more of this, uh, like, kind of weird sexual chemistry between the farmhand and the wife. Ah, the farmhand. Sitting right next to an interesting choice of casting. Yeah. And uh, Claude Aikens complains about biscuits. Which biscuits is... Biscuits are dry today, Francis. More fucking... Also forgot to put something in them. More weird sexual innuendo. <laughs> Your biscuits are dry, <laughs> dear. I'm like, oh, ah. creepy. Uh, Intentional or are you just reading way too much into it? Dunno. Dunno. This whole movie dunno, dunno, in dunno, my... Dunno. <laughs> my reading by the end of this movie was that Keith David had been in or David Keith sorry had been in some sort of terrible relationship and his wife had left him for someone else and that this was like how he was working out his demons it's like this was what happens to her she went and moved to, with somebody on a farm and so you know what happened she melted her she- face got all <laughs> poxy and she exploded there, type 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 yeah. <laughs> And man, she looked so ugly. She looked so ugly. <laughs> she had warts all over her face. She was just disgusting. Nobody wanted her. She was so ugly that her lover just disappeared. <laughs> was written out of the script entirely, yeah. and we never saw him again. And her lover was ugly and covered in hair. <laughs> yeah. she, was, she was sleeping with a werewolf. That's she right. was indeed sleeping with a werewolf. <laughs> Though that, that does bring up an interesting point. Weird, the casting makes sense. Like, I get it. Like, it, it's it's realistic enough that mm-hmm. she would sleep with the dude. But it's also, like, I'm used to in this type of movie that that would be like a Lorenzo Lamez or, like, some, like, super yeah, yeah, hot yeah, actor yeah. in that part where he would be, like, the one that was, like, oh, he's luring her in with his amazing sexuality. And instead it's, like, oh, I mean, he's, you know, he's not the ugliest man on the planet, but it's, you know, receding hairline and kind of, you know, hairy and, you know. Hairy. Yeah, real, real hairy. I mean, really hairy. It was close yeah. enough to the 70s that maybe that was a thing Not for that somebody. Not that are hairy. <laughs> We're just shaming everybody today. I know, right? Jesus. <sighs> Jesus, this is a shameful podcast. This guy was so stupid and fat and hairy. <laughs> we hate them all. Uh, we hate you too. Yes. <laughs> just kidding. Thanks for listening. <laughs> So, uh, a convertible pulls up and honks, and then the dog. This this guy's a a trip. This guy is a Stephen King character. Yes. 100% ripped from the pages of a Stephen King novel. 
Um, the dogs run out and torment this guy, apparently, to set up again something for later. Uh, and it makes no sense. He jumps to it into his car to hide from them, but it's an open roof convertible. And then the dogs jump in the car. Yeah, and then he's like, oh shit, well I better go on the hood, because the dog can't possibly jump up on the little hood. <laughs> and they just like him. Yeah. It's too bad. Whatever. Um, but it turns out he's a scummy land developer, and we're like right in the middle of a fucking A-Team episode here. Uh, he's like, <laughs> you're going to sell your farm to me. Blah, blah, blah. If we don't raise the money in the next four days, they're going to get the farm. Quick, get your asses kicked. Then go build an armored vehicle. Go come back and win the day. Build a tank out of hay bales and come kill them. Yes. And shoot them off springboards. Um, yeah. So that is what happens, essentially. Uh, he's like, no, nah, I just, I had a hankering for some of Nathan's apples. And there are no apples. Yeah. Well, then I had a hankering for this oddly huge squash, <laughs> he says. Uh, and, oh, and then she starts rubbing the squash. And then... This is just filled with sexual innuendo. Speaking of big, huge, weird squashes. Yeah, she starts rubbing up and down. Yeah, we cut straight to the farmhand digging the well. Ah. She wants his huge, weird squash. <laughs> um, so she, she closes the drapes after looking longingly at him and uh, goes back into the living room where uh, Nathan is doing the books. He does I think a lot. I think we can assume he's yeah this is how the film conveys that he's in financial peril. This is a subtle way of showing us that he's got financial problems. I like his old-timey adding machine too. Yeah. It's got like a little crank. That arm looks fun. I always want to pull that arm. Actually it looks like a lot of fun. Yeah. Um I want to be an accountant, a farm accountant far- with a curse. <laughs> Cursed Farm Accountant. Cursed Farm Accountant. You see, there's a name for a movie. Yeah, That's, This should have been called Cursed Farm Accountant. You big dummies. <laughs> cursed. Uh, so some other cool words, too. <laughs> yes. So the brother, the uh, the football jersey kid. Uh, Cyrus. What, Cyrus. Yeah, thank you. Uh, Nathan's in a pissy mood because nobody wants their weird squash. And <laughs> so he tells him to shut off the football game. Because he likes football, as is evidenced by his football jersey and watching football. Oh, is that what the number on the shirt meant? (laughs) It meant football. (laughs) That's the number for football Ah. in Tennessee. Uh, So mom visits Zach up in his room and we get a big exposition dump that kind of explains what's going on where it's like, yeah, I mean, it's like, you know, Allison Zach's real dad is gone somehow, assumed to be dead. This dude shows up when they were desperate and married him, you know, even and she married him, even though he looks kind of like a gnarled root vegetable. And, you know, now Zach needs to behave so they can continue to have a good life and blah, 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 blah. Uh, That's the deal. And so now mom goes up to bed and she gets her sexual advances rebuffed by fucking Claude Akins, which has got to hurt. That's got to stick. Oh, my God. Oh, man. Now we're shaming people that look like Claude Akins? I think it's fair to shame. Claude Akins is dead. I think it's fair. Okay. Um, So. Dead root vegetable looking motherfucker. (laughs) I mean, he is 30 good years her senior, probably. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's. I think that's a fair thing to point out. Yeah. Um, so I love I love his explanation too. She 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 just tries to like nibble on his ear for a quick second. He's like, no. <laughs> the Bible says man should come on first. Yeah, I remember that verse. Yeah. Where, where was that again? In the back somewhere. Okay. <laughs> like page sixty-five, something <laughs> like that. 
Uh, uh, somewhere in the back. <laughs> somewhere in the back. Uh, okay, so she takes her unnatural sexual desires out to the farmhand, and and he's all about it. He's but all about like it. She's like trying to back him off first. It's confusing. Ugh, Make up is, your mind, girl. This is just weird soap opera garbage. Yep. Um, so wind picks up, shutters slam in Nathan's bedroom. He notices that his wife is missing, and it's clear that her evil unfaithfulness is causing a meteorite to fall from the sky <laughs> and destroy his farm. That's what happens. It skids across the yard. Zach runs after it, closely followed by the, the brother, uh, and Claude sees his wife outside and instantly knows that she's banging the farm. Oh, yeah. It's obvious. Yep. So, Zach... And then bye, Harry Farmhand. And then we never see him again. <laughs> uh, Zach runs to his neighbor to tell him about the meteor. This is weird. Why? Like... Because he's a in, doctor. It's in the middle of the night. Why would you... <laughs> again, too. Doctor. Not scientist. Not... Uh, he's as close as you're going to get. Not astrologer or something that he knew. <laughs> yeah. It's not like a person that was like a space enthusiast lived next door. You know? Oh, oh, really? Because that's interesting that you say that because as soon as he gets down there, he's like, don't worry, everyone. We had something like this happen on campus when I was at blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and it's really not that big a deal. <laughs> it's like, I, you, you had a giant space testicle. That was glowing. Glowing fall on a farm. In Tennessee while you were... At, okay, got it. Sure. Sure, that's makes sense. Maybe he's just a big liar. Also, <laughs> he might have just been lying. Um, yeah, he says... For some reason, he says, It's perfectly safe, but don't touch it until the specialists get here. Yeah. Um, and then he goes and touches it. Yeah. <laughs> Zach suggests that perhaps this giant meteor from space is from space, and everybody's like, Fuck you, stupid... <laughs> <laughs> this is my favorite reaction of the whole movie is like this kid saying meteor glowing fall crash it's from space and everybody's like it's from oh listen to this idiot oh, he thinks it's from space this is obviously one of those inner atmosphere asteroids <laughs> dork like I do not know what the fuck they thought <laughs> outside of that, but whatever. They just stand around. It's and just one get of the. Irradiated. It's just one of the movie's quirks. Every now and then, just dialogue doesn't make sense. <laughs> Love it. Yep. So, uh, yep. Let's see. He goes. So whatever. Um, oh, something weird happens. He gives Cyrus the bird, and a big family fight ensues. Ooh, they all get. Away. They all get sent off the. Bed. I like Cyrus here. Daddy, he just flipped me the bird again. <laughs> what? What else do I know this kid from? I don't know. Uh, I feel like I know a lot of the other... a lot of the actors in this too are Italian. Uh, oh really? Yeah, this was an Italian half Italian production too. Italian co-production, interesting, huh? Weird. Anyway, uh, they all get sent off to bed, and now it's time for Nathan to confront his wife about the infidelity, and so hey. he ignores it and huffs off to bed. He just throws his handkerchief down and walks away. Yep. Zach, Zach looks at his window. seems kind of out of character. I don't know. I feel like... Yeah. I feel like he's a dude that wouldn't just put he, shit aside. He yeah, would. he definitely seems like he would be he all would about it. smacking it in the face. Yeah, exactly. Like, he's he's not shy about punching people for no. nothing. So, whatever. Well, I, I'm glad for it. I, I would prefer not to see him Well, hit, I mean, and there you go. So Go hit Will more. Right. I like, I like seeing him hit Will. <laughs> Will Whacken. 
Shut up, Wesley. Um, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so uh, I love I love this like little homage to uh, to invaders from Mars here. This like Will keeps looking out the window and seeing the glowing ball behind the trees. Oh, yep. And it's super. It's I think it's an intentional homage to to invaders from Mars. But the Hooper film, or is this the, the, the was there original? One. Yep, there was oh, an original was one. Okay, and he pretty much imitates that scene perfectly in the, gotcha. the Hooper movie. Um, awesome, both of them. I love both of those movies. Uh, so the Stephen King character Charlie shows up at the doctor's office. This scene is mental. It's gold. <laughs> he just walks in, like. In the middle of an examination of some old man who's coughing in his underwear, who won't stop coughing. You know, in the middle of this pandemic, that was giving me a fucking, like, it was giving <laughs> yeah. me a panic attack. They're just, like, in this room with an old man who can't stop coughing, <laughs> and they're standing, like, two feet from his face. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, you idiots, you're yeah. gonna die. Oh, wait a minute, it's 1986. <laughs> you're still probably gonna get tuberculosis, so, yeah. you know, whatever. Um... So he he drags the doctor off to have a meeting about whatever cartoonishly evil land grab plan they have that's straight out of a fucking earnest movie. Oh, why is he talking to the doctor about it? <laughs> because the two of them are in cahoots business-wise. Oh, they are. Yes. There, there okay, is a, there's a couple things I was confused about. There's a financial connection between the two of them, and basically he, the doctor's wife is working with the land developer behind her husband's back. Like he's the doctor has invested with this guy, given him some money or bought some land or whatever else. And so so they can, cause the wife wants to move to the big city. Right. Cause she wants to sell out and move to the big city. So she's like, he's allowed to be a good person and she's scheming behind his back. Again, there are no good women in this movie. There is an innocent female child but this is not exactly a pro woman film as far as the the main characters go um but you know whatever it doesn't matter cuz all these land grab deals fall apart whenever the the guys get together to do the bikini car wash <laughs> and then once they do that they pay the $10,000 and he can't build his megaplex so yep. whatever no bowling alley for you <laughs> no bowling alley uh okay so the doctor goes to check out the meteor by himself, and now, after it's kind of, like, cooled off a it's little melted. bit, now it starts looking like a fucking testicle. Yep. It's got, like, veins, and it's weird, <laughs> it's really upsetting, and... And when you stab it, it leaks out stuff. Goo! He hits it with a hammer, he, like, knocks chisel. it with yeah. a hammer and chisel, and it cracks open, and, like, just disgusting goo pours out of it, and he's like, that's probably fine. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, whoever the goo master was for this movie, oh my they nailed God. it, man. Between this and the and the goo and the vegetables. It's disgusting. It's it is really, like, this movie, when I watched it when I was a kid, like, a million years ago when this came out, it grossed me out, too. Like, this movie was, like, legitimately one of those movies. Yeah, that I, just, never saw, I never oh. saw it as a kid. I saw it maybe, maybe five years ago when I found it. I saw uh, it, when it, was, it when it was practically brand new yep. on video, and, you know, I wasn't exactly a kid. I was probably, like, 13. Yeah, but... this is one of those movies I found maybe, like, five years ago at a Goodwill. I'd never even heard of the damn thing. And I was like, oh, this is neat. This looks yeah. neat. And it was. <laughs> it is amazing. <laughs> I've got the other three curses, too. I haven't watched them. Oh I mean, I've watched part two, which is great. Part two has too much fucking animal abuse for me. Oh, yeah. 
I can't stand that they're like literally just killing snakes left and right in that movie. I don't remember that. But like that first anything. scene, I just, just remember a cool snake arm. The fucking snake <laughs> arm is awesome. Uh, yeah, I need to watch it again. I remember them killing a lot of snakes in that movie. Maybe yeah. they didn't. Maybe I'm wrong. So, uh, whatever. My brain, my my memory is terrible <laughs> for things I watch. Like I just remember the the great things. Yes. Uh, so snake arm. So like snake arm. I mean, <laughs> snake arm is fucking amazing. Yeah. So okay, next day, Alan. Uh, Alan, who is the doctor, shows up to tell the family that, guys, this is embarrassing. It's not a meteor at all. It was a giant, completely, perfectly symmetrical pile of frozen poo from a passing jetliner. Holding tank? Yeah. Airplane doo-doo? Airplane doo-doo? <laughs> I really like that part, man, because laugh. Also, can I say, this doctor is horrible. Uh, um, he doesn't know how knocking on doors work. Um Usually, Nobody in this movie knows how anything works. <laughs> you knock on a door, and then somebody lets you in. He just starts knocking, and then just, like, walks on in. <laughs> no one has any boundaries in this movie. Nobody. No, the water tester guy. Is the water like, tester guy. I'm like, doing a survey. I'm thirsty. Oh, there's a house. Okay, I'm just going to walk in. in and grab a glass of water. What the fuck, man? <laughs> I mean, he... What Claudiakins kind of has a point. I mean, the lady who tries to stab him may may have gone a little overboard. Oh, yeah, it's a little overboard. A little overboard, but yeah. still. If I saw somebody who was like in my in my kitchen getting a glass of water, I might run at them with a knife and stab them. I might try to open up a little dialogue first. I mean, I would after. <laughs> yeah, after. <laughs> stab first, ask questions later. Always. Uh, okay. That's my motto. <laughs> Call me Johnny Switchblade. <laughs> so, so Nathan starts watering his plants from the lawn. He's got everything hooked up, and he's got like sprinklers and everything. It's all coming out of the well, but. As an audience, we all know that it's full of the juice. Goop, the goop is seeping into the water. Juice supply. from a giant space testicle. Yeah. Yes, and so we get uh, we get a crazy bluegrass soundtrack that kind of I usually would indicate that we're going into a comedy part, mm-hmm. but I don't know really that we got a lot of comedy out of this this little middle section. We got introduced to our uh, TVA agent, which is oh yep. I don't know what that stands for. Oh Tennessee. Uh, something authority. I forgot. Oh, okay. Tennessee Valley Authority? Yeah, Just, there we go. There okay, we go. sure. Yeah, because it's the... Uh... But he's he's the water guy. Yeah. So, okay. And he's going, uh, this very interesting subplot about him trying to survey out uh, a place for a reservoir I to go. I could not figure this... How are they making money off this? <laughs> what in the fuck is their plan? There's this giant subplot in this movie that I just... It doesn't really bother me that much, but it doesn't do anything. Like, it, there's this whole thing with the real estate developer who wants to pa- I'm buddy not gonna up. lie. It kind of drove me crazy. Buddy up with the water guy so we can, like... My my thought was that he knew... He was trying to gather what place this guy was going to put the reservoir so he could buy the land, and then the people in charge of the reservoir would have to buy the land off of him to so put the would, reservoir there, I think. But, I mean, I have a, a minor problem with this in that, like... If they go to him and it's like, aha, well, now I own that land that you were going to go to. Well, here's some eminent domain shit for you. And it's like, yeah, exactly. Well, here's here's 20% of what the land's worth at eminent domain. Go fuck yourself. Yep. You know, or, oh, it's that much? Cool, we'll put it somewhere else. It's just a fucking reservoir. It's not like it's that important. Yeah, they make a big deal about it in this. It's, It's bizarre. Yeah, whatever. And it doesn't matter. Yeah. In the end of the day, it does not matter about this water 
it's just a way to get this character there. Yeah, it is. And I don't remember this character's name. I don't feel like I caught it at all during this movie. Do you remember his name? He's the water guy. <laughs> Fuck. Okay, so water guy, the Duke of Hazard. Um, <laughs> I mean, that's his name, Guy. Guy his, Guy Waterson. Wa- guy Waterson. <laughs> I think I know someone named Guy Waterson. Um, so, uh, so this guy, this water guy. Fuck <laughs> 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 Guy Waterson. Water guy. I, okay. I love this. This is another one of these scenes. This is one of those movies that just throws stuff at you that is weird for the sake of weird. Are we talking the teenage confidential rock song part? That one's weird too, but this is where he goes in to get a room. Mm-hmm. So he's like, uh, I need to go get a room at this place. And so instead of just like a normal scene that you would see in any, any movie walks up to the desk of a, you know, of like a, a regular budget lodge or whatever. He walks through a room that looks like an old folks home in order to get to the desk and every old there's like 17 old men sitting yeah. in chairs and they all stare at him as he's going to the desk. <laughs> Do they all stay at this hotel? Yeah, I think it's one of those like boarding house kind of things. Okay. That okay. All right. That they, makes That sense. was like a common trope back in the 80s. Really? Yeah, it's like rent a room kind of house thing, I think. Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, 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 like SRO hotel. I think it's kind of like the hotel and basket case, only on a super smaller scale, like mm. where he's staying. Right. Okay. So it's okay. just all these weird kind of transients and fly-by-nighter kind of peeps. That's fair. And some people that just live there permanently. Okay. All right. I'll give you that. Um, so, and this is one of those edits, too. This yep. is This is where he's like, he's talking to him, and in the middle of a sentence, they just <laughs> snap. It's just gone. And it goes straight into mom in the kitchen fondling tomatoes and cabbages. Oh, she picks those first. Yes. Yeah. She's so she's uh, she brings them into the kitchen, and she's like really excited about this cabbage. She sniffs it. She's like kind of fondling it, and then she cuts it in half. It's full of goo. Goo masters earning their pay with this one. Yeah, I mean, and I love her in this because the goo is clearly so vile smelling that she can barely keep Mm -hmm. from vomiting. Um, And she's just like... It's wretched, man. Yeah, absolutely disgusting. She's like, okay. She cleans everything off, cleans off the cutting board. She's like, okay. Got myself back together. I'm just going to have one of these lovely tomatoes that is not going to give me any problems. (laughs) And she cuts into it, and it is somehow filled with a pressure hose yeah, of awesome. goo in this one. It's the equivalent of the bed in Nightmare on Elm Street, but in tomato form. It's like, it's a guar tomato. Yeah. It's guarito. Guarito. But it literally just sprays goo into her face, and, uh, and it's delightful. Uh, so, we've got... Uh, and then, and that's why she gets all uh, boily all fast. Oh, she okay, gets, she sure. Gets, she gets the full full blast of the. Okay, I'll give you that. It's a facial. It is. So we go. It just keeps coming. <laughs> we got to I'm gonna just... I'm gonna find it everywhere now, perverts. <laughs> <laughs> it's not me. It's him. <laughs> uh, so we <laughs> we cut to Charlie meeting with the TVA guy like uh, at the local diner. So whatever we get the shit about the reservoir and blah 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 and and then we get this awkward car scene where they they buddy up. He's like, yeah, everybody's gonna be asking you questions if you drive the TVA car. So how about I drive you around in my car? 
And he's like, okay. And then they just, he hits the road, slams the gas, cranks this like 50s rock, <laughs> sings along with it, off, off, uh, you can tell that they weren't listening to the song, like, you could tell they had the song in mind, but it wasn't yeah. playing during the scene, because he's just like singing the lyrics, but they're, you know, after the lyrics in the it's song. It's so impossible. Nothing matches up. I don't know how the hell you would sound sync something like that. You don't. That's you, why it's all wonked. Right, exactly. Wonked you couldn't. Yeah. So they do that, and, uh, Whatever. Uh, so Zach is going to get water. Zach, uh... He's sneaking out to fill his canteen with water from the doctor's house because it's not from the same contaminated well. That he seems to have been in on. He knows, like, that water's bad. He, I feel he knows the water's bad too fast. Like, it seems in... Because he doesn't want to drink it, but, like, man, that kid just, like, gets into his head that the water is bad. Yeah. Instantly. He does. Like, uh, I feel like we should have had a scene where he sees the goop, like, pouring next to the well or something like that. Yeah, he yeah, should have I agree. Made, made the connection. I mean, uh, evidently, the water tastes like shit. Yeah. Like, anyone can taste it. Like, the... And Claude's just, like, so tough as nails, he doesn't give a shit. <laughs> right. And I think that kind of works with that weird religious thing, too, where it's like... Nope, this is how God wanted this water. Exactly. There's yep. minerals in it, and these are God's this minerals. This is my land, and I love it, and I'm <laughs> proud of it, and i got to drink the crap, crap water. <laughs> God wants boils. me to drink shit water. <laughs> God likes boils. Whatever. Fuck it. <laughs> Keep going. Um, yep. And, oh, shit. This is the... There's, like, a real Troll 2 thing going on here with the water. Um, they do, like, a, a legitimate, like... Like, you're going to drink this water and, you know, you can't piss on you hospitality. Can't piss on hospitality. <laughs> right. Like, it really is. It's straight out of Troll yep. 2. Um, you know, you know, I, I thought watching this the other night would make a make a good double feature with uh, Cabin Fever, which was another uh, poison water movie. Yeah, it would. I agree. Which is a perfect movie. <laughs> Cabin Fever is a perfect movie. In my opinion. Yeah, saw that in the theater. I saw it in the theater was, three times. Was the only person laughing. Uh, uh, you too. I I was yeah, in I was, was in I was in college. It and was I went, un- uncomfortable. I went and saw it three times with um three different people, and uh, people were fucking aghast. I was the only one that liked laughing. it all three times. Like the first time I saw it with my buddy, he didn't like it. Then I was just like, "You gotta come see this movie. It's so great." I brought another buddy to it. And he hated it. And, and uh, rinse and repeat. <laughs> I just had yep. another buddy. I was like, "You got to see this movie. It's the best." Yeah. And I was the only one again that liked it. I was definitely, I was definitely in an early screening of that movie, and everyone else in the theater was like just horrified and disgusted with the the whole. Like they just thought it was an abomination. Like there were people walking out and like all this shit, and and I was just losing it and uh yeah definitely i was getting terrible looks and i couldn't stop i know it's a contentious movie but yeah some people absolutely hate it i i love I cabin fever hilarious. i can watch it again and again yeah I'm not a huge fan of eli roth but i'm I not a fan of movie. eli roth at all I, I i really wish i was but it seems like he shot everything in his first movie and then it's yeah. like mm. I, I granted i have not seen any of his past recent pictures at all i think the last one i saw was hostile too so i'm yeah. way behind but fuck man Oh, I saw Green Inferno in the theater. That did nothing for me. Yeah, that was <laughs> that was a weird choice of a movie to make. Yeah, I, I didn't know. hate it, but I didn't like it at all. I'm just like, or yeah. I didn't hate it. I didn't like it. It was just it happened. Yep. But man, Kevin Fever is great. <laughs> it is okay. What are we talking about? Oh, oh I'm yeah, sorry. Space Curse. Space <laughs> yeah, Curse. Space Curse. Um, yeah. <laughs> like the space Curse and the Farm Accountant. Juice, juice of the space <laughs> testicle. Juice of the space. Columns. Um. So. Th- 
Oh, also when uh, when Zach was getting the water from the hose, mm-hmm. this was when that scene where the wife is like greasing up her legs. Oh, th- so weird and out of place. Yeah, it's just like oh, let's get. Th- but there wasn't even any nudity. It's just like, I wonder almost if this movie was supposed to be not R-rated. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I think this was supposed to be a PG movie. Yeah. I think you get Will Wheaton in a movie like this and you want it to be PG because he was still all over Tiger Beat and shit. Like, oh, okay. Like, I think this was probably supposed to be a PG movie at one point. Yep. And they just went a little... Yeah. Because it's not that gory, really. Like, it's not. I think that people just found the the bugs and stuff so gross and you can't do the movie without the bugs and the the pollutants. And so they just gave up. Yep. And so this like this, it's almost like this weird watered down sex scene in the middle of the movie with like no nudity and. I mean the whole purpose. The whole the whole point of this conversation could have happened just at a dinner table. Like it did not none of the oiling up the legs and bending over and any right. other stuff had to. And did you notice a bookshelf behind him too, with all the fake books on it? No. Oh, it looks I did great. Not it's just that. like here's like a bunch of blue books. Here's a bunch of yellow books. Like it just looks so silly behind uh, the doctor. Maybe those were the colors from out of space. No. Yes. Uh, no, it, this, again, it's just him showing that the woman is manipulative and that she's awful and that he's just a, he's just a pawn in her game. Yep. Like he doesn't realize that he's being manipulated by her sexuality. Okay. And so. I still feel this could have been done over I, a dinner table. Totally agree. Over some biscuits with some missing stuff. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and so, uh. This is this is where we start getting like the hints that things are going real bad. Uh, they're all sitting around the table, and only only Zach notices that the water tastes bad. This is the this is that troll. mom's got boils. Yeah, mom's got boils, and this is the troll two conversation. Yep. Um, the uh, the horse decides to trample the stepbrother, and Zach just watches and laughs, which is. <laughs> And I can when, I can see why. And then when uh, I love too, Zach gets him back for the horse shit <laughs> with the barbed wire. So so Cyrus tries to climb underneath the barbed wire to get away from the horse. That's when Zach lets the barbed wire snap back down and just stab him in the butt. Yes, that was uh, that was pretty great. Um, and that from there we smash directly into the kitchen table where the uh, okay, what is going on here? She's she's supposed to be putting iodine on his wounds that he sustained from the barbed wire hitting him in the ass. Is that what that was? Okay. That was iodine. I didn't know what to, it looked like lipstick. <laughs> and I was just like, what I thought I thought at first she was I thought at first she was giving him stitches. That's what I thought too. I thought she was pulling something out of him. I thought that this was like like at the barbed wire. I thought it was like pulling something, there. but then I was like, oh no, it's just barbed wire. It's not a porcupine quill. So right. then I was like, oh, maybe she's stitching up the wound and I'm like, oh that would fucking hurt. He doesn't seem like he's in that much pain. And then when it showed his big hairy ass, it was like all dry. It looked like somebody drew lipstick all over. Well, well, that was the that was the whole thing is that mom was totally bonkers by this point. Oh, I get that, but I just didn't understand that that was iodine or anything. It looked like she was. I was, and that I was just like, one, why does this farm woman have lipstick? Two, why is she painting lipstick all over the kid's ass? Yep, no. connect the dots. Yep. That was creepy. Yeah, she gets that straight loony look on her face. It's just, what uh, are you doing back there? Yeah, connect, connect the, the dots. dots. <laughs> This woman uh, brings it. She brings the oh, um, she so brings good. the insanity, the slow creeping yeah. weirdness greatly. She's she's absolutely amazing, mm-hmm. and she's unrecognizable from scene to scene too. Yeah, like you would never know that it's the same woman. It's she's great. 
Casting uh, in this movie is great. It is. Uh, it really is. You gotta give it that. Yep. Yeah, I like everybody in this movie. Uh, Will Wheaton's little sister does a great job in this movie. Yeah. Uh, when she's being attacked by chickens, right here. Um, <laughs> she, she goes out into the chicken coop, and there's just like. <laughs> this is part of the part of the shtick for this scene that I love a lot. She goes out, and there's just feathers blowing everywhere, like, like somewhere off screen. We're not seeing the the chickens tearing each other apart. Mm-hmm. Well, obviously, there's a stagehand throwing yeah. feathers in her face, <laughs> but uh, but what I think what's implied by that is that they're just like fucking. There is a fight somewhere where just like chickens are ripping each other to shreds, and she's like, whatever, putting down the chicken feed, <laughs> and the chickens start pecking her bare feet. And that's like, she's like, ow, uh, whatever. And she just keeps doing what she's doing. And then uh, Charlie does another visit. We get yet another A-team visit where he does the spiel again, yep. trying to get Nathan to steal to or to sell, sell the, the farm. He's like, but Nathan's out, uh, he's out harvesting his apples. And he's like, check out all my fucking apples, motherfucker. I'm not, I don't need to I'm do anything. Set for six months after that, who knows? After that, probably going to fall apart. But whatever, I got six <laughs> months of apples and they're delicious here have one for yourself. And he's like, well, don't mind if I do. I can't refuse an apple. Crunch. It's full of mealworms. Oh, it looks great. It's so gross. It's so gross. And, and uh, Nathan flips out and starts cutting open apples, and all of them are filled with mealworms. And just a second ago, he was saying, uh, God bless Delta Airlines. Your, what? Your poop from the sky made oh. all my apples big. Fuck. Oh, my God. I did not... Pull that together. Thank you. Oh, okay, I, yeah. I honest to God could go, What? <laughs> I was like, I thought that was one of those just like non sequitur lines that I was never going to figure out. It was, be, gr- be great if it was just loaded with product placement here. <laughs> and God bless United Car Rentals. <laughs> <laughs> and God bless Cuisinart yeah. that my wife is going to use to make these into nice pies <laughs> and put it in a nice Betty Crocker crust. <laughs> oh, my God. Here, take a bite. Ugh, gross. <laughs> Um, so now the chickens are straight up trying to murder Alice. This looks, uh, I don't know what they use for the, just shooting the scene or how they. I don't know either. I think it's like the rear projection kind of thing where it's, I think it's an overlay of the chickens pecking over like glass maybe that they. Or they just Overlaid that over the girl. It's effective. They just had chickens attack this little girl. Oh yeah, that too. (laughs) You know. But uh, If it was actually shot in Italy, then they probably had chickens attack this little girl. (laughs) However they did it, it looks great and it's, it's terrifying. Yeah, as far as chicken attacks go, <laughs> it's uh, it's about as threatening as a chicken attack ever is gonna get. Yeah. So impressive, but then we get this fucking scene of the rooster dying and goop pouring out of its eyes, and that Again, is goop, just... goop master earning his oh, pay. <laughs> goop master in this movie is great, and that's that's disgusting because you know whatever they did, they did it to a dead chicken, and it <laughs> was clearly just like actually a dead rooster with weird or a prop rooster that they made. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure they made a fake rooster for that. Uh, so I love this part. So the doctor comes and uh, they call a doctor for the chicken. And she's like, oh, I gave her sedatives so she'll sleep through the night. Uh, she should feel better tomorrow. But I'd keep her in bed for the next four days. Like, she got scratched by chickens. What are you, <laughs> what are you talking about four days? <laughs> like, and as you see her later on, she's fine. She's just laying in bed like, what? <laughs> yeah, I don't. I I do not know. This is I mean, one of the lines of dialogue that makes no <laughs> sense. Like she did, she didn't get an operation. She didn't get like a something removed and it's like lay in bed so you don't break the stitches. She got 
chicken scratches. <laughs> Stay in bed for four days. Uh, yeah, that may be that may be a little a little much. I think the doctor's just evil. Like he it's, walks outside, you think, I can't believe they're gonna keep that little girl in bed for. Can't four believe days. she they fell for that. Also, why did I give a girl tranquilizers for chicken scratches? <laughs> the fuck is wrong with me? I really am a bad doctor. Anyway, <laughs> I'm a bad doctor. <laughs> Uh, yep. (laughs) Yep. Uh, And he also goes down and talks to the family and he's like, uh, Will Wheaton basically brings up, he's like, you know, everything's going crazy, right? You know, like the horse is going nuts. Like everything's fucking crazy on this farm. And he's like, no, horse is fine. Sometimes horses just get spooked. (laughs) And like mom's covered in pustules and everybody's yeah. like okay cool that's fine the Doctors- doctor never once raises concern about the boils she looks like she's been on a month-long heroin jag <laughs> and he's boil. just like oh it's fine it's fine <laughs> uh so family's gathered in the living room watching tv mom's got the big ass boils on her face and but now she's like talking nonsense mm-hmm. she's like sitting there knitting a sock and like or sewing a sock. And she's just, sewing a sock into her own palm. And, and then we realize later, she's sewing it into her own hand and screaming yeah. <laughs> as she does it. This is one of those. Th- this is one of those scenes that is generally creepy. Yeah. She brings it great, and then when you realize that she's just kind of ho hum talking to herself while sewing a sock into her palm, it's just like, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's 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 pretty gross. <laughs> Uh, family tries to stop her, and she freaks out, starts smashing stuff. The Claude drags her up to bed, and <laughs> while he's dragging her up the stairs, he says, "God is punishing you. Come up, <laughs> come on, <laughs> come on, vile adulteress." <laughs> so uh, that Duke boy, he's out there doing a land survey, and he notices some of these tomato plants on the family's farm, and he's like, "Hmm, tomatoes would go really great with a glass of water stolen from someone's <laughs> sink." So he decides to break and enter because uh, fucking nobody respects anyone's boundaries. And uh, he grabs a glass, breaks one. He breaks a glass first. First move, breaks a glass, then picks up another glass. Weird. I don't remember him breaking one. I wonder if that was a different cut that I had. It's weird. Yeah. The the first thing he does is he like knocks a glass over and it smashes in the sink. I could have been completely wrong. I just forgot that. Yeah. Yeah, I I mean, it was just a sound. So you didn't like see a close up of it or anything. If it's just sounds, I miss things. (laughs) Yes. Uh, of of the two of us, I think I probably have worse hearing damage than you. Yeah. Uh, but that's because you hit things a lot. I do. Or I used to. Used to. Back in the olden days, when when you could do things like that. Uh, so Zach runs off to get the doctor, and gets him to come over. Now the family is like straight up pretending that nothing's wrong mm-hmm. and we get a real like this is a very invasion of the body snatchers kind of thing where everybody's just like, no, she's just sleeping it off. She had a little, you know, she's stressed out, whatever. Um, the doctor's like, OK, you guys are fucking weird. Yeah. And so he's like, I'm going to go sneak down to the well and take a sample of this water. And again, like, it's funny that he can exit. Yeah. Like, he's just like, I'm going to go, what, did he see the well steaming? Or did he just, was he purposely going to test the water anyway? That's just weird. Like, everybody makes a connection to the, the water thing, but, like, I there's no indication think... to show why he would think that way. 
Shit, I'm not, I can't remember. I feel like maybe he heard Will Wheaton saying something. About the water? Yeah, I think Zach says, like, the water's bad oh, and that smells right. bad. And he does do that, yep. Okay, blah, blah, blah. that makes sense. Now. And, yeah, I think he says that, and everybody's all acting weird anyway, so he goes down, takes a sample, straight out of the well. Um, do, 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 doctor brings his samples to a lab. Another Which, kind of snoozer scene. Well, I mean... has to happen. It does. Nothing yeah. cool happens. <laughs> right. It'd be cool if they had, like, a really quirky scientist there. <laughs> this is this is our first scene of, uh, of the mom, Francis, as a straight-up zombie. Oh, yeah. Like, this scene... At the, she's, I feel it went a little overboard. I loved it. <laughs> it was so dead alive. Yeah. This gross her-eating eggs at the table. She's like, got it. Eat your eggs. <laughs> and he's like, I don't feel like eating eggs. And <laughs> or I, By overboard, I don't so much mean this part. I mean, near her final transformation oh, yeah, where she yeah. looks total, you know, prosthetic eyebrow. Yeah, yeah. Eyebrow, she's, like, she's like a witch. Yeah, they went like a little overboard. On that, oh, I, I love it. <laughs> uh, so she, what I love here is that she's, it's so revolting the way that she's eating eggs that even Claude Akins is like, I don't feel like eating after watching <laughs> her eat eggs. Even though everything is even, totally normal. Even <laughs> I, yeah. who has been willing to eat, like, boiled rotten Crap vegetables. Water and rotten food constantly, yeah. Don't care. Uh, so, and this is another thing we forgot to address, too, is that Will Wheaton's, uh, and him and his sister are the only people there that aren't yes. bugged out because Will's been sneaking water and food from town. But yeah. it just seems really suspect that he would have enough Time, money, money uh, and time to consistently grab three meals a day for him and his sister and water in that one canteen that he has. Yeah. That's a little far-fetched. I mean, you see how skinny they both are. Yeah, It's still. probably not a ton of food. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, there you go. Um, so, uh, where are we? You tell me, note-keeper. Yeah, there I am. Oh, the fucking cows. This is what, oh, this is oh, fucking horrifying. This scene's great, though. Yeah, we get out and we see that the livestock are also rotting. Yeah. They've, like, the udders are gross, and he oh, looks at the top of the cow's head, and it's all scabbed. It's got, like, and... big leprous sores all over their faces. And one of them is full of worms, and Claude's and like, like, let me investigate this this giant worm pile that's on this cow. And the skin just starts opening up on its own and then explodes and covers Claude and Cyrus and all these bugs and, and goop. Yeah, Claude oh. Akins takes that in the face. Yeah, like that's that, another facial. That is, But that is like a thing that like he does. Yeah. Yeah, that is clearly like He's him a good getting sport. gross bugs in his face. Yeah. So impressive. And he's probably what, like 70 here? Yeah, he's, he's old as hell. So. Yeah. That guy was awesome, man. Yeah, absolutely amazing. Um, so Claude has now tied Francis to the bed, and he's just sitting with her reading Bible verses to her because obviously God is punishing all of them for her infidelity. Yep. You brought down the space curse. <laughs> and he falls asleep, still like in the middle of a Bible verse. He's like, eh, God said something or other. And it falls asleep, and she's like, hmm. Excellent. And she <laughs> pulls her arms free and runs off. Uh, Zach goes downstairs because he hears some noise in the kitchen and he finds a spilled water glass. And then he sees his mom, who is 
straight up Nukem High zombie yep. mutated. Uh, she comes after Zach with a fire poker. The brother is also totally bonkers now, too. He's great. And uh, Claude now drags the fully zombified Francis to the basement. She's, like, screaming. I love that she doesn't fight the whole way down, either. She I does thought that not, was kind of odd. But she's babbling the whole way. Yeah. To, well, I mean, fucking Claude's, like, 70 years old. You don't want to have her struggling too much. <laughs> Yeah, he's, he's just, like, carrying her like a baby, though. And she's just like, oh, my, 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 I mean, <laughs> old-ass man, like, full-on Frankenstein carry. I mean, she's a slight woman, but that's yeah. a, that's an impressive feat for an old dude like that. He's a brick house, dude. He really is. He <laughs> clearly is. Uh, so, uh, Zach goes down to visit his mom in the cellar, and he's brought uncontaminated water in his canteen because he's hoping that he can, like undo what's been done no but that's not gonna happen now she's got fucking crazy witch claws and like she is so so far gone um we go back to that scene and that's not even her final form that's not even her final form uh dr becker goes to get his water samples and we find out that there's an unknown element. Something wrong with the water. Yeah. Oh, wow. Crazy. <laughs> what? Thank God for this scene. The movie just pulls the water right from under you. So, uh, there's an unstable element that is altering the molecular makeup of the water. He's never seen it before, but it's not safe. It's not safe for anyone there. So, uh, Charles and the doctor's wife are having a meeting where they're upset about this water sample thing, and we get more of her being in cahoots with him. Um, Charlie and... I don't. Does she even have a character name, the doctor's wife? Fuck if I know. I don't no. think she ever gets called by a name. Same as the secretary. Yeah. Keep uh, it there. Yep. So they go, to, they go to Nathan's farm together, and the dogs that were, like, kind of fun-friendly threatening have now gotten, you know, space testicle threatening, and they are, like murderous i love this scene <laughs> so 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 the real the, the realtor is kind of like let's be calm that can sense fear and she just goes yeah i can make it i can run and get help i can run faster than a dog at first i thought she was uh, going to run to the car to get help and then i re- realized it's so stupid it's a, it's a convertible again right like, there's no protection there at all if you jumped into that thing because it's open roof. But then I realized that she was just running past the car. She was just going to run to town, I guess. She, <laughs> <laughs> she wasn't running to the car. Uh, huh. But uh, but she gets stopped by the doggies pretty fast. She doesn't make it at all. Uh, she's not, but not in what terribly world, bright. In what world do you think you could outrun these dogs? <laughs> I, I don't know. She's she get... makes it a good 20 feet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. She's not smart. She's it's hilarious, smart. though. But yeah, so she's, and I love this too, because like the two dogs go to maul her mm-hmm. and, and Charlie's like, fucking A. I'm going it's, inside. Yeah. It's my, it's my lucky day. <laughs> yep. And he's. It's just uh, adds to the unscrupulousness yeah. of his character. For sure. Well, I mean, his, like his obvious delight that the dogs were now occupied was yep. pretty, was pretty great. Yeah, he like, sold it. The, uh, the actor himself. So he goes down and he's like, whew, now I'm safe in the basement. He lights a I'm match. I'm going to light a match to see. This was so cool. That was real creepy. I love that scene. So he lights a match, and then you see the mom in full zombo mode right behind him. But the match goes out in a second, and he lights yeah. another one, and then she's gone. And it's just such a great blink-and-you-miss-it 
moment. So good. So good. Like it's, it's the scenes that like the conjuring movies don't do as well. Mm -hmm. You know, like it's the same kind of concept, but it's just like, nope, they really nail it. Like really nail it here. Beautiful. Um, so, but then they kind of kill it. Like when, when, so he lights the whole book of matches so he could see, and then the mom attacks him. But, like, it's this weird attack from off screen of just an arm, and it grabs, like, the side of his neck, and he doesn't, like, fight or grab the arm. He's just like, oh, oh, something's grabbing me by the side of my neck. <laughs> oh, I mean. And, and they drop the ball after doing the most effective scare. They just have the most goofy implied death, and maybe that's because this was not supposed to be a R movie. I don't know. I, I don't know, man. The, I think the weirdest part of this attack is, like, how he goes down to the floor. He just kind of, like, sinks down slowly. But by being grabbed by the side of the neck from the arm off screen. And then the attack itself is in stop motion. Yeah, sped up motion. Which is real strange. stop motion, sped up. It feels like it's missing frames. Yeah, yeah, no, it's sped up, I think. I feel like it's fast forwarded. Weird. It, It definitely, it's... It's too jumpy to be just fast forwarded. I don't. Right, I think yeah. it's like so. But clearly, it's an odd choice. Maybe maybe, they, maybe it didn't look effective enough in normal. I'm wondering if maybe that was too slow, and maybe they expected that they were going to have to speed it up, or maybe they were worried about hurting the guy and like he had a bad back, and they needed to slowly lower him to the <laughs> ground or whatever. It was weird. There was just something. But it's like half amiss. cool. It really is. It's kind of like you're looking at it. It's like it was kind of neat, but like why? And then you, yeah. the more you start questioning it, it's like wait. No, it's it's like a it's like a Sam Raimi thing that didn't fire. Yes, you yep, know what yep, I mean. Yep. Like it's like Sam Raimi would have made that work, and then he just kind of somehow didn't. Like it didn't quite get there. It's like the opposite of Zack Snyder. Like, what if we do things really fast? <laughs> just yes. sporadically. <laughs> just for no goddamn reason. <laughs> we'll just go fast for a little bit. Actually, that'd be great. <laughs> I would like that a lot more. Yeah. Um, all right. Zach is now, I don't know what he's doing. Is he running away here? Was he going back into town to get more food? Probably. Because they need to eat three times a day and he just has one backpack. Is it weird that I would have liked a scene of him stealing food from the houses around town? No, he'd be like the, uh, the, um... The hermit. Yes, <laughs> exactly. I would have liked that. Like, I think that would have made sense because I, it's not important, but I still did get a moment of like, ah, he doesn't have any money. This family is dirt poor. Mm-hmm. How the hell is he getting this food? And he's trading apples. <laughs> he's trading <laughs> gross, wormy apples. <laughs> they don't know they're gross, wormy apples. He just takes yep. the canned corn and runs. <laughs> Suckers. That's not going to work for very long. No. Word gets around. Yeah. But either way, uh, either way, Nathan finds him and learns and realizes that he's been filling the canteen somewhere else. And, and he's he been does getting... not like that. He does not. <laughs> he's, I think he quotes the Bible here or something, but then he grabs a big ass pipe wrench <laughs> enormous pipe wrench and goes after Zach and he's starting to get the boilies too yeah and I mean after seeing how like how poorly Zach defended himself in like other situations I I kind of in this watching was like I'm surprised he didn't just smash him into little tiny pieces <laughs> like, roll credits <laughs> also why did you need like he must weigh like 80 pounds oh at least at how the minimum like how i mean at the max i mean how 
did he not just like Claude Akins could have just grabbed him with one hand yeah. and just pounded him into the ground <laughs> until he was just nothing but mush. It was kabunk, <laughs> never, 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 never. Um, but instead, he decides to go get a pipe wrench and threaten him that way. Um, and then in another fit of confusing editing, I guess he gets away. Yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't know either. We don't know what happened here. It literally cuts. We have a missing scene here of like, he's like, whoo, good thing I got this baseball bat from somewhere. <laughs> now I'm away from the mean stepfather. Real missing. <laughs> yeah. And so he's <laughs> like, okay, cool. Uh, the evil stepbrother who's fully zombified is up in Alice's room. And is trying to murder her by bouncing her on the bed. <laughs> yes, I, <love> that. <laughs> I was like, "Oh my god, he's gonna throw her right on the floor, right?" Oh, uh, nope, just right <laughs> down on the bouncy mattress. Okay, he's so nice. It's scary, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, it is. I mean, honestly, probably too scary for a girl that age. But mm. you know, whatever. I'm sure. I, I don't know. It's movie magic. Uh, sure, but actually, I've. I've heard that she kind of liked being on this movie, so whatever. Uh, <laughs> I heard that Will Wheaton did not like being on this movie. Will Wheaton hated this movie. He likes to say he hates it whenever he can. <laughs> That's weird. But does he? did he hate the making of it, or did he just hate the movie? Uh, he didn't want to do it at all. I guess his parents made him do it because they got a free trip to Rome. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Fun fact. Oh, that's right. That was in, the, that, was in that Show Kids documentary. <laughs> That's right. No, oh, I don't know what bummer. you're talking about. I'm just talking about what I read online. Well, that's too bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I just selling into it like, but oh, you got to do this movie. You get to get thrown into a pile of shit, and you get to get beat up by Claude Aikens a lot. <laughs> I don't think that anyone under the age of 25 should be allowed to be in movies. <laughs> <laughs> I think there should be a rule. Because it, seems... it would be hilarious if every movie that had a little kid part had to be the adult. <laughs> had to be an... I'm really yeah. praying that Home Alone reboot happens with Macaulay Culkin playing kid that Macaulay be... Culkin, but nobody acknowledging that would it. be beautiful. Please let that happen, world. <laughs> beautiful. Uh, I would watch. Honestly, I would watch 15 of those movies. You could do that with anybody who is a child actor, yeah. and I would watch that movie and mm. be stoked that it existed. Mm. Oh, oh man. So Alice is all fucked up. She is just screaming and terrified. And Will Wheaton's like, no, it's cool. Just get in this closet. I'm going to lock the door and don't make any noise. Uh, this is this is one of those scenes that's like, you know that this virtually assures that this, this movie child is going to be traumatized mm-hmm. the rest of her life. Um, and so now Nathan is nailing the door shut. Probably yeah. because his brain is rotting and he doesn't know what he's doing. I don't know what's going on. There's something... Yeah, none of this ending makes sense. There, Yeah, there's a lot more to this because they wanted to have this whole Lovecraft thing where it's like the, the outer space, whatever. But instead they're like, aha, but it's actually that the house is haunted and that there's Jesus stuff. And <laughs> yeah. it's like... And there's, like, Judeo-Christian stuff going on, and it's not actually cosmic horror. It's it's religious horror, and it all focuses down into, you know, into right and wrong, good and evil, and it's the result of her doing something that was against the Bible. And, like, 
that does not work with you can't have both you can't have lovecraft and you can't have jesus and then this movie's like hold my burr yeah exactly (laughs) because his whole deal is that you know why does the house nothing matters why does the house break apart and kill itself it makes no sense right it would make sense if the alien meteor goop started growing like some tendrils that like started wrecking the house i would have loved that oh yeah but like no the house just like starts breaking itself a damn part yeah. All the boards start twisting and ripping off the walls. Like, it's so foolish. Yeah, I mean... It, it looks great. It does. <laughs> I, Yeah, I agree. I feel like that that's the way that that ending should have played out, was that, like, the thing is, like, taking over everything, and then it's possessing trees, and that the trees move. Yep, and they're like, yep, yep. you know, like, you start seeing things that should be inanimate, and they... they show life in a way that you're like, ah, why did that tree react in that way when I walked past it? Mm -hmm. Why did, you know, whatever. And like the cab, the, the house is acting like it's haunted because it's got all of this, you know, shit growing all over it. And it's sort of gaining sentience. Mm -hmm. That's kind of cool. That's it doesn't do that, but it Mm -hmm. doesn't do that. It's just like, for some reason, it's basically a poltergeist thing. It's like, they went, Ooh, that was cool. in poltergeist. How about we do poltergeist? (laughs) And and they do poltergeist here. Like, legitimately, the house just starts peeling itself apart. There's weird smoke rising from between the floorboards. Plaster's falling off the ceiling. The uh, doctor comes in to save the day and gets uh, taken out shining style. <laughs> really just like Willie in the shinning. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> ah, I'm bad at this. <laughs> Shh, you want to get sued? <laughs> yep. He says, ah, I'm bad at this, and drops dead. And then... Uh, <laughs> Nathan now has a, Nathan has a wrecker bar now like he's going through his tool chest with like just taking everything that he's got there and he's got these giant eyebrow uh, brow implants <laughs> they went a little I, I feel like I love it but it's so overboard you know it is it, it, I, I would like it better I think if the mom and him were just like rotting instead of the whole prosthetic looking like demons kind of it's thing they so went weird with. I feel like that's kind of what I love about this movie mm-hmm. like this movie again, it's awesome but stupid. Does <laughs> not have right exactly. It's awesome but stupid, and all of those decisions mm-hmm. make it so awesome and stupid. Yep. Like there is a there is a movie in here that could have been done to be serious and scary. I think that you could have made a serious scary movie out of the material that's here, and not just. I don't just mean like color out of space. I mean this version of Color Out of Space, the yep. way that they did it. I think that you could have cut back some decisions and, you know, made things a little a little smarter and a little creepier and a little less blatant. Mm-hmm. Like pretty much clearing all the effects out of it, except for maybe the goop and the and the plants and whatever. Never really see the meteor. Like just talk about it. Like there's there's a creepy, well made movie in it, but I like that it's not. I yeah. like that it's 80s. I like that all these choices, they're like, ah, foam latex. Got to get that in there. Yeah. <laughs> got to make sure that we do, you know, we got to have the gross goo. Got to have bugs spraying in his face. Got to do, you know, like, there's just, it's just fun shit. It's just fun, goofy shit. Yep. And that's fun. Um, so they start, uh, Zach gets, uh, gets stopped by his zombie brother after Bo Duke saves the little girl he's got alice and uh the two of them are running out of the house but uh but zach gets stopped and he fights off his brother and drops him off a, off a railing it's awesome <laughs> it is awesome 
and he hits the ground and goo comes out of his head. Yep. Or well, blood. Well, it's it's blood, but you know, blood it's goo. it's people goo. Yeah. Um <laughs> human bean juice. Human bean juice. <laughs> uh yep. So uh Zach is like I can't leave without my mom in the middle of this whole thing. <laughs> I know she's thing. a mutant, but I got to go save her. <laughs> Yeah, I know she she might have eaten one dude, but <laughs> I think she's still okay. Um, she might have eaten too many goop tomatoes, but she'll yeah, pull through. She might. And no, 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 she's <laughs> not gonna pull through. Uh, as as uh, as Bo Duke is running to his car, it's crushed by a falling tree, <laughs> so he runs to another car, and Zach goes to his mom and realizes that she's basically just a skeleton with wet mucus all over oh, she it. She's melting. She is like full body melting. <laughs> Gross. And so he realizes it's too late. It's too late. So he goes up through the house. Sure. I don't understand. He gets out. Didn't he go through the bulkhead? No, she was upstairs in the attic. This whole scene doesn't make sense. Like the mom was upstairs in the attic for some reason. Okay. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She got moved. There was a there was a little little dialogue drop that said okay. that she got moved. That was oh there is yep yeah right okay, um so yes he goes there so he comes back downstairs and then the brother's not dead grabs him by the leg, and this is a trope for this movie. I wish I wish we'd rule of threes this with another one, mm-hmm. but he's like, oh no, how am I ever gonna get away from this thing? My brother's so much stronger than me, and a big beam comes down from the ceiling yeah. and crushes him. And it's like, whew, got away from that. Claude Akins, he's got a pitchfork through his stomach, yeah. and he's like, oh, I'm gonna get you. Oh no, how am I gonna get away from, from Dad with the pitchfork? <laughs> a giant beam falls from the ceiling mm. and crushes him. One more, and it would have been straight up. Naked Perf- gun again. Perfect comedy. <laughs> yeah. But, yes, I enjoyed that. So. Yeah, it just needed the dogs to start attacking him, and then the dogs get crushed. <laughs> Money. There it is. That horse breaks through the wall. <laughs> horse gets knocked out. <laughs> One more beam. And then the chickens come. <laughs> it's like a video game where he has to fight all, all the mini bosses all the way through at once. <laughs> this would make a great video game. Yeah. Um, like, like a good Atari game. Mm-hmm. I would have been all about that. Uh, so, okay. This is where we break apart in our, our viewings of this movie. Oh, yes. You saw the original VHS release. Yes. And I watched the later international version slash, like, DVD whatever version. My movie ended, um, The House Falls Down. Will Wheaton looks at the house and it freeze frames on his face. Roll credits. For me, this goes on. The Will Wheaton looks at the house. It collapses poltergeist style and just gets sucked into oblivion. And then we cut to a newscast for something called America Today, where they discuss the opening scene where Bo Duke gets arrested. Um, and they're like... This local man was arrested. He was having a nervous breakdown, but he's going to be fine. Oh, that was him in the beginning? I think the so. The water guy? I think so. I don't know. It looked like him. Okay. Um, And he's like, they've cleaned up the site, and everything is fully under control. There's no danger of a further outbreak. 
uh, he's now he's now recuperating in a blah 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 blah. So four people died from ingesting tainted water, but they've cleaned up the site and there's no danger. Uh, so we cut to the room where he's all wrapped up like a mummy, probably not the right actor. <laughs> um, and he made like the nurse says to him, see, there's no danger. And he takes off his glasses and he kind of looks around and I don't know what the fucking expression was supposed to mean, but we, you know, we, we then cut to the place where the meteor fell and there's more goo pouring out of the ground. And it's like, Oh no, there really was more danger. What? Yeah. And that's, that's how we end. Okay. It seems like it makes sense that that was cut out. It does suck. <laughs> that ending does suck. The ending with the house falling down is just fine. Yeah, it's that's totally fine. Yeah, I, hmm. uh, I don't know. I I prefer the I prefer the like close up on Will Wheaton. End. Yeah, or it's like have Will Wheaton look at the house and kind of do what like like an ending like Critters, you know, where you find the crate egg still there, only it just goes yeah. and shows a meteor still leaking. Then ended on that, you know. Yeah. Also, yeah, good. everything you described sounds stupid. <laughs> it was. It, it was, was. It was pretty stupid. Yeah, I I was not a fan of that version of okay. the ending. So yeah, but the movie, gold. Yeah, space curse farm accountant. Yep, this part is, one. Yeah, this is this is a fun movie. We should do part two. Yeah, we we'll do part two. Um, because I, I haven't just got the unrated version. I haven't seen it in forever. I upgraded so. from our rated mm. version. Oh my goodness! I wonder, I wonder what's so. I upgraded from an R-rated screener to an unrated. Spooky. Yeah, so I'll probably get like 30 seconds of extra footage and no scrolling words saying, this is property of Trans World Entertainment. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> had so many of those. I hate those. Or I could actually, you know, live in this fucking time period and watch it on a Blu-ray. Watch it on a Blu-ray like a normal person. <laughs> that's also possible. Yeah, but great movie. Yeah, I got the curse. Great. It's, it, it is it is the one of the most perfectly like 80s movies yeah. I can think of. It's just, it's got everything that you want. It's got the dumb shit that you just look for in one of these movies. And I would usually not like these kind of things, just for the setting alone. Like, Bible-thumping right. family yeah, on a yeah. farm in Tennessee, like, yawn. Mm-hmm. But it works. It's it's There's not a dull part to it, really. Yeah. It doesn't drag at all. Yeah, it's it's very Stephen Kingy actually, the it more is. I think about it. It very much is. It's like, you know, it's got that, that underlying, like, you know, evil religious person. It's got the evil land developer who literally is like the slimy guy. Yeah. Conniving woman. It's got a lot of, it's got a lot of Stephen King tropes in it. So yeah, love it. Just needed that little girl to be psychic and we would have been all set. (laughs) Yep. I got a bad feeling moving in here. (laughs) (laughs) And then she burns them all to death. with Her amazing (laughs) fire powers. Oh, Charlie. I got to tell you, man, that speaking of, one of my favorite movies of all time. What? Firestarter. Firestarter. Oh, yeah. Legitimately, it's one of these movies that, like, nobody likes. <laughs> like, I, feel, I, think, I think it's cool. I feel like it get it has a very kind of blah reputation. Like, people don't dig it. It's such a faithful adaptation. Again, it's been years since I've seen it, but I always remembered enjoying it. It's like all of the dialogue is, like, exact from the book, and it's just like everything plays out exactly. I mean, having George C. Scott play a Native American was maybe not the greatest idea. <laughs> God damn it. Why would you fuck up my movie with that? Yeah. But other than that terrible, terrible choice. I'm looking at you too, Short Circuit. God damn it, Short Circuit. And I'm looking at you, Mrs. Sellers, in the party. God damn it. <laughs> Ugh, God damn 
deep cuts. Yeah, I hate it, but <laughs> but still, that movie is so good. Oh, also, uh, completely off topic, but uh, sure. I, watched, I watched Cat's Eye recently. Ooh, so good. Yeah. Yeah, just that- uh, on the Stephen King kick. I definitely recommend if you haven't seen Cat's Eye for a while. Holy shit, that holds <laughs> up, and that's so fun. I love it. I mean, I love Cat's Eye. I love that that part of it. Mm-hmm. Quitters Incorporated and all that stuff. I'm not so excited about. Oh, I like it all. I like really? It. Yeah, I like maybe it all. I need to check it out again. And the, I, and the cat's a hero, and the cat runs oh. through all the stories. And after I watched it, I was like, "How fucking cool would it have been if they made a Cat's Eye anthology TV series where the cat is the crypt keeper?" So the cat doesn't say anything or anything. He just like kind of walks and walks into an adventure, and then you cut away from the cat from there and. We see the Kuhara story, and then at the end, the cat like was like, meow, meow, guess I'm going somewhere else. Meow, 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 meow. Holy fuck, that's solid, man. Right? That is solid. Hey, you just get a Kuhara story every week, and you get to look at a cute cat. That it sells yeah, itself. No, that's great. Yeah, I, I love that concept, and I guess Stephen King wrote that specifically for her after Firestarter. Yep. So, yeah. Cool stuff, yeah. Cat's eye. Cool stuff. What else is cool is the curse. Space, yes. Curse, space, curse, and curse too, where one. you get snake hand, snake arm, snake arm. It's just like that He-Man figure I have. <laughs> oh my god, he looks so much like a fucking He-Man figure with that stupid <laughs> arm. You're right. Oh shit, that's terrible. Mm. Um, anyway, you can follow us at the Funbox Monster Podcast. You can buy things from CoastCityComics.com, and you can follow Matt at and Matt Awkward VHS Fiend on the Instagram, and check out the Video Vagrants Facebook group. Do all of those things, and uh, and we will see you next week, and thank you for listening. Also, uh, we would really appreciate it if you review and, uh, and rate us and all those things, because it's really helpful to getting people to find the podcast. Yes, and if you don't like this podcast, you can drink a big old glass of space goo. Yeah, so if you don't like it, then please don't write, don't write any reviews <laughs> of it. I will definitely appreciate you not doing that. Um, oh, shit. Speaking of which... Announcement. Uh, no, not speaking of which, really. Um, there was Apropos. a... Oh, fuck. I had somebody send me a message last week uh, mentioning that the music from uh, Paganini Horror was actually ELO. Really? And I thought that was fascinating. Fun that fact. we were like, oh, that music is actually like that one part where it's like, oh, that piece is really cool. Mm-hmm. That's weird that it doesn't match the rest of the soundtrack where it's kind of blah. And it's like, no, they just had like they only had the rights to the music, but not the not the lyrics. So they could just do a, an instrumental. Oh, version so weird. <laughs> so, yeah. Interesting fun fact about one of the worst movies that we have talked about on this podcast. Uh, awesome. Thank you guys for listening, and we will see you next week. Peace. Good.